A Gentleman's Chat, featuring Billy Brandt and Ian Metko. Thank you for tuning in to episode two with us, where we have some hot topics for you today. Yeah, you know, you know you're a good series when you get picked up after the uh, the initial episode. Yeah, that, yeah, that's where you really made it in life. Yes, we made it all the way to the Mexican iTunes page. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's iTunes, some rough edges here and there. Yeah, yeah, I was shocked when I got that email, especially because it started in English. <laughs> so apparently we're a hot thing in Mexico. I don't know any Spanish, so I can't... Yeah, um, puedo ir al baño. There we go. They're fantastic. <laughs> we're at the top of the charts now, at least, right? Yeah. We yeah. have to be. And I've got an opening topic. All right, what is your opening topic? Bad drivers. It is an epidemic that is dragging down this country. Yeah. I spent the other day in Milwaukee, Monday, and, you know, I I thought it's going to be bad in Milwaukee, right? Because there's 600,000 people that live there, small area, and we come from a much smaller city. I mean, not we come from, but this city that we live in is less than 100,000. Yeah. It's much smaller. So I thought, okay, I know exactly what to expect. This is going to be tragic. It's going to suck, whatever. I'm going to power through. I had no issues in Milwaukee. Leaving Milwaukee, I was driving past the Brewers Stadium, and it's stop and go traffic for like a half a mile. Yep. So you go a little bit, and then you stop. You go and you stop. And I, we were going, and we had just stopped, and I look at my rear view mirror, and the semi behind me did not stop. He Ooh. kept on coming. And I was like, what the heck? And this guy, he was so close to me that all I could see out of my rear view mirror is the chrome plating below his radiator wow i was like this guy is nuts he had precision down to a t no kidding and i know that he must have been at least a little scared because the the quick break that he hit right before (laughs) he did that i heard i audibly heard the compressor and uh so i was like i don't want to deal with this guy because he did this for like the whole half mile wow i was like my god this guy (laughs) has somewhere to be so we get going again and we're doing like you know 70 75 You know, I, I get some space. This guy comes trucking behind me. <laughs> this guy's coming at me. I'm like, do I have to change lanes? So I'm going 75, 77, 80, 83, 85. This is a this is like a 60, uh, 55 highway. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. this like I'm not supposed to be doing 85. <laughs> this guy is still on me. He goes I'm in the far left lane. He goes to the right lane and passes me. He tries Dang. to pass me. Thank God another car swer- swerved in front of him and stopped the shenanigans. But for like 50 miles, this guy was trying to pass me. I'm doing 90 miles an hour down the interstate. And this guy in a purple semi is blowing me out of the water. Well, yeah. It's it's the mentality. You know, but usually semi-drivers are better than that. Usually semi-drivers don't have an engine that can pull a whole semi I, 90 had, miles an hour. It had to have been empty, dude. It had to have oh, been Oh, yeah. Because yeah. The, the acceleration was shocking to me. Because I'm in a small car. I drive a Chevy Cruze. Like, yeah. It's not super fast, but I can definitely get away from a semi wrong. <laughs> this guy was six inches away from me for 50 miles. And and I think it's a trickle-down effect from all the other bad drivers in Milwaukee. Yeah. Even now, the semi-drivers are like, I've had enough. Well, it's big cities. They don't actually have driving in big cities. They have more or less staggered attempts at yeah. driving in cities. Listen, I'm not saying there's a correlation, but there is a high <laughs> population of young women. Oof. I'm not saying there's, you know, causation is not <laughs> equal correlation, right? 
but just two separate facts. Two there se- are a lot of young <laughs> yes. women drivers yes. in Milwaukee. There yes. are also a lot of bad drivers yes. in Milwaukee. Two separate facts. Do with them what you will. Exactly. Yes. You know what? There's also a lot of buildings in Milwaukee. We'll throw a third one there, there just to show that we're true. not trying to relate. <laughs> it's true. These are all good facts, folks. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's not as bad as Michigan. There's no Michigan left. Oh, yeah. Every stop and go light, I had a choice to go left, and I had a choice to go right. Our, our biggest fluke in a lot of different locations, sometimes they work, most of the times I don't find they work, are roundabouts where we are. Roundabouts, they seem to lessen the amount of T-bone collisions. Yes. But because people are just so incompetent nowadays, it increases the overall collisions because people... Don't know how to yeah. go into a roundabout. Yeah, but the T-bone collisions are way down. Yeah. Hard so, to T-bone so someone when they're when you're hitting them in the back. Yeah, side. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know those signs that they have on those that like the direct arrows one ways and they're all pointed yeah. the right? I know when they first put them in, they didn't have those up. And I know one of the gals that the reason that's because <laughs> she didn't know how to use it. She's a middle-aged woman. She took a left around one of those things in the middle of December what? in her minivan. Wow. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> I don't know how she didn't die. The cars in front of her swerved or she something. She grew up playing hockey. <laughs> I guess so. But, uh, yeah, that's, she, she is the reason. Lisa, wow. if this ever gets back to you, you are the reason <laughs> why there are right-hand signals on all those roundabouts. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. Roundabouts are interesting, especially because I know old people that just blatantly refuse to go through them. Yeah, it's like they didn't exist when they were going and they feel like it's just a terrible idea. Sometimes rightfully so, depending on where it is. Yeah, yeah. And then they're just like, I don't want to deal with it. Yeah, I know a guy that specifically takes side streets. To just not go through roundabouts. Yeah. I was like, first of all, that's dedication to, to hating roundabouts. I don't think I could do it that far. No. Except in Oshkosh. Right off the highway in Oshkosh. There is three roundabouts. Yeah, the triple roundabout. Back to back to back. Yeah, that's rough. And I just don't understand it. Sometimes I use that as my bearing to know where I am in Oshkosh. Like, oh, that's a disaster. Yeah. I think the the highest I've seen is four. (laughs) I have seen four daisy chained together. And I thought it was weird because... The highway, it was like the interchange wasn't that big. Like it wasn't like I was in the middle of Indianapolis. Yeah. It's most of the time I find it's not the biggest intersections that use the roundabouts. It's intersections that not enough people travel through in the first place. But they're like, you know, we'll just throw a roundabout. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like the big four lane ones where you're like, like some guy starts in the far left lane, but somehow ends up in the far right lane. Yeah, exactly. They're like, sir, I don't know if you know how this works. <laughs> it just They just start, and they just keep going straight. Just yeah, through all of them. I don't know how it happens. Some people hop the curb. It's like, dude, it's not like it's hard to see. Yeah. It's well, wild. It, like I said, they're, they're relatively new. They're still becoming it. And yeah. Luckily, they haven't completely taken over roadways yet. It's not just a complete circle it's to get to everywhere you do. Yeah, I'm not getting like motion sickness as I yeah, drive right? over to your house or something. No, I think what is worse though is they had that like that double diamond they put in. Oh, the weird almost figure eight type yes. deal. Yeah, you know, I don't know what the point of that is, and I'm not convinced <laughs> they do either. I think the point of it was. The traffic, because we live in Wisconsin, and every winter the roads get torn up because freezing, freezing, whatnot. So the roadways get actually a lot of tax dollars every year. 
but they've optimized building them because they've done it so many times in Wisconsin that yeah. they've run out of ideas. Yeah. And they're trying to spice it up. Some intern that's getting paid nine bucks an hour thought, guys, guys, wait, 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 <laughs> fellas, say fellas, what if we just take the right lane, put it in the left lane, and the left lane and put it in the right lane? Magic. Yeah. Then when then when people are visiting, they can have stories to tell. It'd be like, yeah. we found this weird thing that we've only ever seen here. Yeah. I was one of the first cars to go through that. I was with an old man <laughs> at the time. And it was one of those, like, we were going up to the top of the roller coaster, like, oh, it's coming, it's coming. <laughs> That's exactly how he was through the entire thing. Yeah. He was going, like, five miles an hour, slowly <laughs> shifting the left lane, like, there's nobody stopping me. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's the most useless thing I've seen. Yeah. Especially because the roadway that they saved by doing that, all it is now is, like, a landfill. They've just got mounds of tore up road yeah. stacked up where where the road used to be well of course it's a it's a net <laughs> loss really so far and like ground gained uh unfortunately a lot of new ideas come in a net loss nowadays yeah i'm shocked they didn't try to put a roundabout in the middle of this double diamond crossing no thing. maybe you should bring that up with the city and you're say, right i have a brilliant idea you're right your double diamond put a circle in the middle it'll look beautiful yeah the net <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the next time at one of those town hall meetings that I'm always at, you know. I was, yeah. Mayor, say, Mayor, have you ever thought about putting a roundabout there? <laughs> yeah, that'll go over great. Especially because it's a, it's not even a high traffic point of town. No. Where they put it. It's out in the really edges isn't. of town. Like, all they've got there is a BP and a boat store. Yeah. That's the only thing there. Well, that's that's why they can throw it there. If it was a normal roadway, people would be... They'd on be them up in arms. so hard yeah yeah quite literally they're like wow i can't believe we snuck away with this one nobody exactly. complained that's fantastic but so the, yeah bad drivers yeah they're everywhere they're a menace i it's, feel like the root of the bad driving problem nowadays is unfortunately driver's ed and teaching people to drive nowadays they become more and more lax because they're too nervous to like say people fail like, everybody has to be a That's true. winner. So, you'll have someone in driver's ed three times. After three times or so, they'll just be like, okay, well, you can have your license. Doesn't matter if they know how to start the engine or not. Yeah. They'll just get it. Did you pass yours on the first attempt? Yeah, of course. I got two points off. Ooh. And I got two points off, not because I did anything wrong, but because I was taught differently. I was taught back when people... We, I don't want to say better, we're better drivers, because that might be a bit harsh. Uh -huh, but back uh -huh. when people were better drivers, <laughs> <laughs> when you're backing up, especially in like SUVs and whatnot, it doesn't pay to turn behind you and look through, because your vision is actually restricted. You're yeah. taught to look through your mirrors, because believe it or not, that's what they're there for. It's so you can get the I whole know. field of view. It's shocking, I know. So I was taught while backing up to use my mirrors, because then I can see all my blind spots. My driver's test instructor apparently had a different idea. So they gave me two points off because I used my mirrors to back up. Wow. Yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> what a thing to say. Yeah. Mine was much better than that. I think you're allowed to get 25 points off on your driver's test. I got all 25 taken off. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I also had an automatic fail, but I got it the first attempt. Wait, wait, wait. So you got 25 <clears throat> points off. Yeah. An automatic fail. Yeah. And you still managed to get your license uh -huh. on the first time. First try. From a gal that they call No Pass Patty. Hmm. Yeah. Dude, I rolled up to that DMV. I'm like, first of all, I'm hot shit. I've been doing this since <laughs> I was a kid. Like, I know exactly what's about to happen. I go out there. 
go through the whole procedure. Everything's fantastic. I go through my driving test. I thought I did great. I was like, okay, a couple yeah, points off. Cause exactly. when I, when I didn't have to parallel park, but when I parked up a hill, I forgot the handbrake. Oh, gotcha. And I was like, ah, you know what? A couple points off, whatever. I get back. She starts tallying up points for stuff that frankly, I don't even think I did. She's just like <laughs> throwing stuff out there left, right. And center. like, I'm not, now I know why they call you no pass Patty. You're just yeah, making right? this up. The gray sedan next to you forgot to yield one time. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, The person well, in your rearview mirror was definitely texting. Yeah, she was just marking stuff off. And I was like, wow, that's incredible. What is happening? I thought it was much better than this. And then she goes, well, and also when you pulled out, you had an automatic fail. Because at the stop and go lights, when you turn left, I clipped the yellow line to turn it. Because you'd have to turn on the, yep. the close left lane. Well, when I did that, there was someone to my right, so I clipped the left line coming in gotcha. to shallow it out. And she said, well, that's an automatic fail, and you also have this many points off, and I'd like to say congratulations. I'll go take your picture. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah you passed. <laughs> wow. I'm like, you're. they call you. The gal that walked past me before I did my driver's test was in tears. <laughs> right? And I... Pa- what? I'm, I must have had a heck wow. of a friendly smile or something. Yeah, because... no, he actually blacked out halfway through. And what you don't know is that he went and got stoned yeah, with her. Yeah, And that's why he passed. That's exact. Apparently, Patty and I were getting stoned out in the boonies or something. Yeah. Because, yeah, I passed. First attempt. But you brought up texting. That is... Every time I see somebody texting... I want to run into them. Yeah. I, 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 like, I'm not an angry driver. <laughs> like, normally, like, sometimes I'll joke about it if I'm with other people. But normally, I'm a calm person. You know, I'm just like, you know, we're all just trying to get to our destination. If I see one more blonde-haired idiot, <laughs> some gal coming back from college, texting on her phone to somebody that doesn't matter, yeah. swerving into my lane, I'm going to lose my lid, dude. Oh, yeah. Phones that's, are a menace. That's why I cannot carry a firearm in my glove compartment. Yes. Because... One of these days, I'm just going to snap and it's bad. It's, it'd be over. It's bad. And the biggest problem is it's not something that people would just not know. Like, I've seen a lot of people that apparently have a screw loose or whatnot. On almost every turn, they'll turn into the wrong lane. That one, it's understandable. So many people do it, they might not know. Yeah. Texting and driving, it's unsafe and every single person knows it's unsafe. Yeah, it's on every single sign exactly. you drive through on the highway. And then they do it anyhow. Yeah, and then when they get into a crash, like, oh my gosh, I didn't see the guy. <laughs> of course you didn't see him. You weren't looking. You weren't even looking. You were... Nobody right. stares at their crotch for that long, okay? <laughs> okay, even even as a teacher, I know that. The second I see yeah. a kid stare at their crotch for 35 seconds, <laughs> I'm like, that person has a phone. Yeah. Or it's getting hard for the first time. Yeah, like. that definitely is not happening. <laughs> like, I'm, it can't, I, I refuse to buy that, that idea. That excuse? Yeah, that does not... Dude, if, it, if a student ever tries to pull that on me, I'm like, no, 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 Okay, no. come stand up in front of the class. Yeah, you stand up here and you explain to me exactly what the hell oh. I just said. Yeah, no, it's... Cell phones just in general upset me. Oh, yeah. Because I know so many people. It's like, that's all they do. It's the first thing they look at when they wake up. Uh, the last thing they see when they go to bed. You, they All they do is text. When you say, hey, can you can you call up, you know. Uh, like, if I, if I, like, if I have to get a hold of my lawyer. Yep. Right? I, I text him. Like, Why don't you just pick up the phone, Tim? Because they won't answer. Exactly. It's just like, dude, I, listen, I get texting can be convenient sometimes. But yeah. at the same time. Just, just what, call me. Yeah, I or, think yes and no's and short lists. Great for text because oh, then you have yeah. reference or whatnot. Yes. If you say, 
hey, what do I need from the store? And then someone gives you milk eggs. That's fine. Fantastic. The problem arises when you'll try to give up someone a call because you're trying to discuss, I don't know, say like a vacation or whatnot yeah. that you guys might be taking. Something in depth. Yeah. And you need to work through the details. They don't answer for some reason, but they text you back as you're calling. Immediately. <laughs> yeah, immediately. You'd say, hey, what'd you need? My, I need you to pick up your phone. <laughs> I didn't know this, but my phone has a feature where if someone's calling, I can swipe not to answer it, but it will give me a ready list of texts to exactly. send instead. And I can customize it. And the one I want to customize is pick up your phone. Right? right or like, you know, like uh, something along that lines. Because if I'm calling you, there's a reason. Exactly. If you need to text me and my phone breaks your text into blocks, there's a problem. Because it takes like 15 pages for my phone to break a text. Oh, yeah. And if, if I get a wall that's so big, I need to scroll. You know, not like one of those scrolls where you, like, you just tap it real quick. Like you scroll and just let her fly. Yeah, 700 word yeah, college essay. Yeah, if you essay, need to sorta. send me your entire life story, please, for the love of God, <laughs> just call me. A good rule of mine is, unless it's concise like a list or whatnot, if it is anything more... I'm pretty generous. I say two sentences. Yeah. Just call me. Because I've come to a realization, which is odd, because I feel like everybody should have at this point. People spend so much time on their phones texting that productivity in all of life in America has noticeably it's, declined it's because down. of it. Yeah, it's bad. You spend five minutes on the phone just talking. You will cover all the texts from the day. And you'll have your freaking car washed, and you'll have the lawn mown, and you'll cure world hunger. It's incredible. Just do it. It's, it, it no <laughs> kidding. Cure world hunger. For those out there <laughs> listening, put down the phone and cure world hunger, okay? Exactly. It shouldn't just be Bill Gates out here helping the world, okay? It could be you and I. It's shocking. It and not only has productivity gone down, people's ability to have conversations oh. has plummeted. And I, you know, because... I don't always like to buy the idea that people are getting dumber because I just, I feel like just that the idea maybe has some yeah. fallacies, right? Because not everybody's getting yeah. dumber. Knowledge itself isn't declining. Yes. I shook a guy's hand today when we went mini golfing. Yeah. Some random, some random college student from college I don't go to. He was invited by some other friend, some distant friend. He showed up. I went, I shook this guy's hand. I introduced myself. Didn't even make eye contact. Huh. Looked off to my left. Wow. I was like, first of all, 50 years ago, that's that's grounds for fighting. Right yeah, there. yeah. That would have like, been an immediate jab like right it, across the cheek. No, I thought about it. Like, you're not even going to look me in the face. It just shows so much disrespect. It does. It's so much inability. Yeah. Like, the idea that you and I are sitting in the exact same room having an, a genuine conversation. That's I mean, it's not scripted. We're just talking about yeah, things that exactly. we come across in chat. life. It's a chat. The fact that you and I are chatting is actually, like, it's unheard of in today's world. Which is kind of scary, because the less it's heard of, the more people go to, like, texting or social media for all of their communication, the less people are able to communicate. Yeah. It's getting to a point where if you try to have a conversation with someone, even if they genuinely try now, they just can't do it. Yeah. They don't know how. It's hard to do in 140 characters or less. Exactly. <laughs> like, oh no, I, I ran out of RAM in my brain. I can't yeah. do this. Yeah. It's 
I don't get it. Or when people use slang in conversation. Oh, it's like, so I'm, rough. I, depending on the situation, I I turn it on and off. Like, if we're streaming and we're getting hyped up, you know, I, I can throw... Yeah. Like, I know... I'm not that old. Like, I understand basic <laughs> slang, right? But if I'm sitting here having a conversation, or worse, if I'm in a meeting with somebody, oh. right? We're going over something important, like lesson plans. We're planning out a whole year worth of something. This is important, useful information that impacts a lot of people. D- don't use slang. <laughs> this is a professional environment, for goodness yeah. sakes. It's bad. And the emails are getting worse. Oh. The emails I get from people are yeah. a joke. It'll be a professional email. Yeah. And they won't know how to structure an email. They won't know what to say in an email. Oh, it's bad. It's almost like getting a Snapchat text from someone. Yes. It's that bad, but on a professional sense. Yeah. My, my Even colleagues of mine, professors of mine, are bad. They're the worst sometimes. Yeah. It's like, dude, you write emails <laughs> for a living. You don't know how to write an email? This is 100% of your job? This is, this is, you get paid 65 grand a year to write emails. You can't even muster up a right? signature at the end? Or the people that put one letter signatures. Oh. Like, it's so weird. Like, come on, dude. It's not a signature. Just spell it out. Right? Don't put M. What yeah. is that, what is that supposed to mean? And it's not like it saves time either. No, it's, it's useless. The, the problem is, even if it saves maybe half a second for typing out the rest of your name, which you should be able to type in <laughs> half a second. The emails get a return. Yeah. Because at some point in a professional setting, they're going to get confused or whatnot because they're not going to have your actual name. It's just going to be a letter. Yeah. They'll be like, hey, did I actually talk to you? What's what's your name? What's this? And then you have to send an entire another email. I know. Rectifying a simple fix on your first one. I also think you should have to send professional emails because just the structure, yeah. right? The greetings, the signature, sincerely, many thanks, you know, yours truly, whatever you put, your signature, the, you know, the topic structure, how you, it's so important because it's only text. Yeah. Like if I were sitting here, I could inflect something to really convey my message to you. Exactly. But in email, you can't. So it's very simple for somebody to misconstrue what you're saying. And now either they've got the wrong idea of you or they're going to spend time barking up the wrong tree and you're going to have to send another email saying, hey, by the way, everything you just spent the last week on is completely wrong. Yeah. It's just simpler to do it right the first time. That is that is the grand scheme of why social media and emails and whatnot, you should just get rid of them and talk to the people you actually need to talk to. Yeah. Because then there's no mistakes. It, it's and true. it helps people have actual structured conversation because so much in today will get misconstrued and then people will get in arguments about it. They'll lose friendships over it, jobs over it. Trending on Twitter. Yeah, exactly. All just because it's not just spoken to someone. If you're there in person, even if they take offense to something, then you can actually explain what you mean. It's not like a, They'll instantly blow up, but you're not there to know it. You don't have any yes. like facial expression. You don't have any meaning behind it. It's yeah. just words. Yes, exactly. I agree completely. You know, it's funny. Before I came over here, Michael and I were talking, and I'm not a particularly political person, but I read a news story talking about Trump's impact on the global market from mm. his tweets alone, yep. just from his Twitter statements of how it affects global markets. And I thought, first of all, 
Twitter is getting a lot of free press. They are oh, killing yes. it. Dude, Twitter is <laughs> changing the entire global landscape off of some tweets. That's pretty oh, wild. Yeah. Which is great for them because before Trump, they were almost dead. <laughs> yeah, they really were. The yeah. numbers were going down. Users were going down. It was incredible. But what it really shows is how useful those words can be oh, when yeah. put in front of people. And if you... It's so hard to convey your actual message. Exactly. You just can't do it. That is 90% of the news nowadays. Yes. A tweet from Trump where there's a good five different ways to actually read what he said. Yes. Because it's just words. So everybody will get in an argument, but it's just words, so no one knows the exact meaning. Exactly. Yeah. So along those lines, I feel that the news would be so much more productive and it would help people you know, focus on communication and whatnot. If Trump just got a fake Twitter, <laughs> someone gives, it's a grand idea. I forgot exactly where I heard it, but it's a wonderful idea. There would be almost no political discourse because as far as policy, no one's all that upset about policies nowadays. Yep. It's just communication. Yeah. So you give, you give the big guy, you give Trump, uh, fake Twitter on his phone. Don't tell him it's fake. He'll tweet to his heart's content, say whatever he wants, and he'll be happy because he thinks they're going out to the Effective public. change, yep. But no one will be upset. No, Nothing will get misconstrued because it's not going anywhere. Yeah. So what you're saying is much how, like, women create a Finsta account so they could post all, like, their lewd, like, trash talking. Do you understand yeah. this concept where they yeah. have their main Instagram? This blows my mind. Women will create an Instagram account, which is like their best self. They've got their photos at the beach. They got them yeah. hanging out with their friends. The best version of them. And then they've got a Finsta account, which is all the garbage that they spew to people. Like this is where they trash talk everybody. Yeah. But to a much more select group of people. Always private accounts. You know, you can't hard to get behind those doors. Exactly. So what you're suggesting is Trump make a Finsta account. Pretty much. He, I, on the outside, he can put all the nice things. You know, the Dow is up 15%. Exactly. Go America. <laughs> and on the fence that he can talk he talk trash to, you know, yeah. some random senator for some random thing. Exactly. And nobody would be hurt. No harm, no foul. It's fine. Fantastic. Put it as a private account and monetize that. Exactly. Hey, to be able to follow Trump's Finster account, you need to pay 15 bucks a month. 15 bucks a month to follow that? Yeah. I guarantee you that would... If we put that right into a tax collective, yeah, that's billions of dollars a year we can Absolutely. make. Absolutely. Dude, we are yeah. curing America's financial <laughs> problem right now. Exactly. Fantastic stuff. Speaking of financial things, have you seen he just signed, he being Trump, a it was like a, a, a law for giving student debt loans for veterans. I have like not se- read $750 million worth of student debt he forgave for huh. veterans, which I thought was weird because I already thought veterans got free college. I think veterans get a big discount. Okay. And if they don't have it like outright paid for, a lot of times if you're with the military, I think it's seven years. Okay. There's like a certain time frame. Yeah. Then you're not like given to it for free, but the military itself will pay for your Okay. College. I see. Um... Yeah, so it's paid for, but if we're forgiving the debt entirely, then it's basically one less step. We're not charging them just to have basically yeah. taxed army and military yeah. to repay it anyhow. Yeah. 
But $750 million is a lot of money. I agree. I actually... That's actually surprising to me. Yeah. Because you'd never hear about policies like that. Usually that's... That's seems to be much more of a socialistic policy. That seems more like a democratic policy. Yeah, it, that's exactly what I thought. Like that's a very exactly. typically left idea. Yeah, to forgive student debt and student loans and stuff like that. Because I don't know about you. You're in medical school, which must yeah. be much more than what I'm paying. It can be rough. Yeah, but I know my student debt is like it's up there. Yep. I mean that. Of course, that doesn't even count books. And I know for you, books has to be the killer. Yeah, like a single medical book is usually eight hundred dollars. Yeah, it's it's rough. What's the resale value on that? Can you can you sell it back to your university at the end of the year? Uh, medical books I cannot sell back to university. Okay, I can rent them, but in the medical field, I can usually sell them to someone else. Okay. The problem is you have to do that as soon as possible because in the medical field new things are discovered every day so new textbooks get printed every day oh i bet so they do get timed out quite quickly yes see our school has a buyback thing where at the end of the semester the school will buy back all your books that you bought for a a, a reduced price on what you paid for them but also rent books then you can rent books i would never rent a book frankly because if i'm gonna like i want to use the book i want to write in it i want to like Use it as intended. Gotcha. But I had a buddy. He bought like a hundred and twenty-five dollar geology textbook. Yeah. Gotcha. He had to take an interim class, three weeks. Get yeah. geology credit. He's a he's a music major. He has nothing to do. With <laughs> he does not care. He doesn't care. Rocks are minerals. Minerals exactly, are rocks. Exactly. 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 The professor went slide by slide on the slide show presentation. Uploaded all of them to the to the internet so they could download all of them. He went to sell back his book. Hundred twenty-five dollars. He paid for it. They offered him fifteen. Didn't that even, sounds about right. Didn't even take it out of the plastic packaging. It is still a brand new book. Oof. That that sounds about right, actually. I laughed so hard. Uh, the you poor dude. He couldn't. Fifteen bucks? I can't even buy lunch for fifteen bucks. Oh yeah, it's it's bad. It was pretty pitiful. I usually keep most of my textbooks in case I need them for reference or whatnot later on. I do as well in the medical field, but on the other side of things i don't actually mind especially at the medical field racking up a bit of debt because as i see it i'm not one to hound on institutions or whatnot charging me because it's an investment in myself yeah like when i if you go out and you get a down payment and you invest in a house the idea is through the years you pay off the house it's gonna grow the property value, everything's going to rise and you can sell it off and make a profit. Yes. That's how I feel school is, which is why I don't personally like feel the need for debt forgiveness because basically what I'm doing is I'm taking out a loan on myself yeah. to better myself, to make more money, to pay back the loan. It's an investment. And yeah. then I'll break that and then I'll eventually be and, making more and money. And it is better that the government is involved, in my opinion, because before... The banks were in charge of student loans, and the percentages were out, outrageous. There was well, no such yeah. thing as a subsidized loan. Now, here's a question I have for you: Since you're in the medical field, is there a certain, is there a loan forgiveness program if you work a certain number of years? Like, if you reach ten years of tenure at a practice, is there a loan forgiveness program? Because I know in education there is. Like, if I teach in a district for ten years they will start to forgive parts of my student debt as yeah. time goes on. Does that exist in the medical field? 
Um, loan forgiveness in itself, like governmental, no. Uh, okay. The medical field today is still very privatized for the most part. Okay. Um, government tends to stay out of it. But what you do is if you get yourself a basic med- medical license, like associate's degree, a bachelor's degree, your basic, yep. either in the two different paths, your nursing, your RN side, or your PhD side, or your MD, so MD and RN. Yep. Either way, you start out with a base, and then what happens is companies will hire you on, and then I think after, I think you're eligible within six months or something of working in that company, as long as you keep working for that company, that company sponsors your growth within them. They will send you to college to like up, say you have an RN, but you need a specialized RN and SRN. They will send you for the additional two years and cover the cost. Okay. So basically you're just investing in the initial. Yeah. If you're a reliable worker and people like you. Yeah. And then after that, for the most part, people will help you rise and climb. Okay. You don't actually have to pay. So do you have to get a certain, I know in the medical field, you have to get certain grades to even pass your classes, but does that hold true for your, like your funding? Like, okay. For example, uh, Miller electric, big Mm -hmm. manufacturing plant. They also send their workers to college for specialized trainings that they might need. They will pay for it so long as you get above an 83%. Yes. Okay. Um, Medical, they do do that. However, most of the time on the medical side, if you're already working for them and they're good, usually it's a B average. Um, The thing with that is in the medical field, there is no B average. The fail rate um, on medical is 88%. Yeah. So as long as you're passing the class, you're... You, there's no way you can fall behind below those standards. Okay. Yep. But at, if you ever fail a class or whatnot, you do have to pay for that. Like the company's not gonna cover you for if failing. you fail it. Yes. Yeah. Because that's on you then. So your fail line is eighty eight percent. Yeah. Anything below eighty eight percent is a fail. So, I mean that makes a lot of sense because it's medical. Yeah. But I mean I've got a high standards in education. And mine's eighty percent. Gotcha. I need eighty percent or better in my education classes, which again makes sense. Yeah. I mean you know. You don't want some guy that was like, yeah, I got a 72.6 of that rounded up to 73 and we're good yeah, to exactly. go. Yeah, exactly. get degrees, baby. Let's go. I know almost three quarters of what I'm teaching you. Don't worry yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah. I sat through most of those classes. I, yeah. You know, hey, listen, everybody has a few ragers, okay? <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. All right. At this time, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our sponsors. Ian, we're back. All right, so a quick topic shift. I have a question for you. Ooh, I do like questions. Have you been following the Sony and Spider-Man rights ordeal? Following's a bit harsh. Okay. I know of it, Okay, and I do like to read. I I read almost all the time, and I have read a decent amount. Okay. Four or five different sources and their take on what's going on. Now, was this like the New York Times, Washington Post... The sort New York Times. <laughs> Can we digress to the Ooh. New York Times for a second? <laughs> as as far as news goes, an accurate information portrayal. If I ever reference here at a gentleman's chat, the New York Times, <laughs> I am not referencing it via factual factual information. I am referencing it based on opinionations within the New York Times. You have been warned. The New York Times, unfortunately, almost never is factual anymore. So I can't. Ever what was the graph it. that you that we were looking at 
a couple of months ago. Oh, it, it was, was some a, yeah. political graph, right? It was. The New York Times put out a graph. It was a timeline starting in, I think it was 2000, of the two main parties, the GOP, the Republican, and the Democratic. And they had growth via the median of the country, via left wing and right wing. Okay, yes. So they show over time that the right is slowly moving more to the right. But their own research, it was maybe a millimeter. Like, this was was, hardly at all. It was almost negligible. Yes, yes. And the whole article, the title, if I recall, was that the conservative party, the Republicans, are pushing way too far right for the country. (laughs) But they were using this graph. And like I said, the Republicans almost always right where they are. Yeah, they, they almost they never moved. move. Yeah. yeah. The Democratic Party <laughs> was almost entirely straight as well. It was actually both the parties towards 2006-ish, 2008, were slowly coming together to the point where they were almost the same. Like yes. it was almost just a couple policies different. And then in 2008... There was, I kid you not, about an 80-degree turn in this graph. And the Democratic Party just skyrocketed into the left. And over the past 10 years or so, it just kept going with no sign. And because of using this graph and how statistics can be manipulated and twisted, they were basing this graph and their findings on where the median of the country is. Yes. And the median of the country, based on this graph, is about twice as far left or as far more liberal as Barack Obama. Yeah. So this is why I can't factually say the New York Times is accurate, because they believe that Barack Obama, the president for two terms in 2008... Both Democratic. Yes, both Democratic, and especially for the time pretty progressively left in as far as democratic president like he was not necessarily a moderate no he is a far right wing person he's 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 far right conservative yes you probably didn't know that (laughs) yeah he's elected a democrat pushed for universal health care a democratic idea changing gun laws a typically democratic idea although recently that has changed yep Actually, he's been a closet Republican this whole time. Exactly, and not just and not on the line. He's far right. Far right. Yeah, he is one. (laughs) He's like one bad farmer's tan and Confederate flag away from from looking the part from what he thinks on the inside. Yeah. So that is why I, if we ever bring up findings or statistics unless it is a raw statistic i cannot reference the new york times no. as being accurate no they called obama a, a staunch conservative exactly which is just not true yeah it's, it's not it's really not <laughs> or maybe the left the left-leaning party's really gone further left than i know i'm not a, like yeah. or i'm not a political guy i have no idea exactly unless unless they've taken a hard left-hander into like <laughs> Giving everybody free Cabbage Patch Kids, yeah, or something like that. I, I, I just don't see Obama as a staunch Republican. Yeah, until, especially until the loss in twenty sixteen. Yeah, the Democratic Party was slowly pushing to the left, a little bit more socialistic, but nothing too bad. 
As yeah. soon as they lost, in order to compete with Trump, they feel like the best way to bring down Trump is to race as far socialistic as possible. Which, to me, is a very bad game plan. Heads of the Democratic Party, if you're listening to me, running as far away from core core tendencies and beliefs of the American people is probably not a good idea. Not a good idea, no. Yeah, no. No, well, who's the... Uh... Who's the guy that tried 1964 election? It was I forget the president oh. at the time, like the guy that was challenging the the president that won. Yeah, he was like he was a staunch Republican, an actual yeah. one, not a, not an Obama one. He yeah. was like, we need to get back on the gold standard and like trying to you know union this, union that. You know, it wasn't the yeah. early 1960s, yeah, exactly. trying to undo everything. And uh, I think he won a state. Yeah. Yeah, he got absolutely smashed. And it was swept. Yeah. Yeah, he was swept. That's the problem with trying to race to your corners of the ring. You can't yeah. do it. No, you can't. You really can't. So now, how I see it anyhow, I've read a lot because, of course, there's a lot of articles. Yep. The entire 2020 election in basically hinges on not that the Democrats are bringing a whole bunch of policies that everybody universally likes and they'll vote on that. People are going to vote against what Trump says because they think he's a vulgar guy. Yeah. It it's, has nothing to do with policy at this point. Yes. It's all... Because if you look, if people actually took the time and look at just policy alone, Trump's actually very moderate with pretty much all of his policies. Yeah, he, he hasn't he, done much that either side can get pissed off about. He hasn't done much that they can get pissed off. He's said a lot that they could. Exactly. He, his, you're right. His actual policy that's, has been that's very... that's the problem. Where people have gone away from politics as far as looking at things in policy and looking for more moral ground or spoken word. Yeah. The way I see it is words are words. They don't hold any weight. Yeah. Someone can tell me that they're going to make me a billionaire overnight... And another person can tell me I'm an asshole. But if that person gives me $100 a day and the other person give, t steals money from me, like breaks into my house and steals $20 a day, the one who's calling me an asshole is still giving me more money. Yes. Like, results, baby. Results exactly. matter. They really do. Results are what I care about. Yeah. I don't think anybody should be vulgar or asinine. But at the end of the day, it's not really. Well, of course not. We're on a gentleman's a chat. Exactly. We're both, you know, scholarly men, very chivalrous. <laughs> Try to be at least. Well, we we make a good effort. You know, <laughs> I certainly am not like the guy that doesn't hold the door for other people because oh. I've met those people. You know, not to throw anybody under the bus, but you're but throwing I somebody a... under the bus. <laughs> but I'm definitely throwing somebody <laughs> under the bus. Here we go. My sister, one of my younger sisters, I have many, <laughs> is dating a young gentleman. And they're in high school right now. I think they're seniors. Okay. And unfortunately, it shows how much chivalry has died and been beat down by social media and whatnot in the past couple years. Because I have never seen him open a door for another lady. Yep. I have never seen him watch his mouth. And, you know, be civil and not speak vulgarly in front of a lady. Yep. I have... He does not even, when he comes to pick her up, say they're going to a baseball game or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The... Back when I was in my upbringing and I was learning about how to treat a lady, I was always told, 
no matter what, it's just the proper thing to do. You get out of the car, you go to the door, and you meet them there. It shows respect. It shows you care enough to actually go to them. Yeah. Yep. Nowadays, he doesn't pull into the driveway. He sits out on the curb and just waits in the car until she goes all the way down and goes into the car. And I've t- spoken with her about it. I'm like, how are you okay with that? That shows such disrespect. Yeah. And I've been told that is the norm nowadays. That is what's expected and what's done. And I cannot fathom how we've fallen that it far. Is, it is a shocking world, is it not? Like, it, I have seen things like that as well, where they just sit on the curb and the person goes out there. Or, I mean, I just just not even little things like that, but even big things. I caught a... When I was in high school, I caught a couple of freshmen having uh, <clears throat> intercourse in the in the bathroom, and not like the nice ones upstairs, like the ones down the hallway by like the theater. Oh, it's like listen, the ones that haven't been renovated. Yes, the, period. One, the ones that were nineteen built in nineteen twenty four. Yeah, those ones still have marble floors that are just disgusting. <laughs> it's like, folks, listen, I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. But normally, this is normally, <laughs> that is not an appropriate, not even from like a teacher standpoint. Like just, yeah. from, just from as a guy. Like it's just, you know, one to one to this guy. This is really not, this is not the, the this, yeah. is not like, this is not the scene you want to show. Like, exactly. Of all the pictures to paint of who you are as a person. Exactly. Is that the type of picture you want to paint? Right? It's, it doesn't even come down to respect at that point. Like. You clearly don't respect them. They have to but you don't some even, disrespect. You don't even respect yourself enough to not shine yourself in this kind of light. Yeah. You have such, like, lack of any sort of self-awareness that it doesn't even occur to you that's that's not okay. Yeah. It's like the kids that smoked in high school, but, you know, the ones that walked across yeah. the street to smoke as if that hid them from everybody. <laughs> like, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah. It, it just doesn't make sense. I know a guy... He smoked his entire life. I didn't even know it up until last year. He was, gotcha. he was a, a part of the Boy Scout troop that I'm with. Yeah. He's a dad there. And I only found out because I caught him walking back from his truck randomly because I was walking around doing leader stuff. And I was like, huh, wait a minute. I I smell tobacco. <laughs> wait, Eugene smokes. That's how good this guy is at hiding it, right? Yeah. Kind guy, hardworking, does everything for everyone. Keeps himself, you know, he, he he's always composed. Yeah. Apparently, a freshman in high school does not live by that same standards. Because, yeah, no. I mean, it was... They don't live their life and smoke. They smoke to live their life. Yes. Yeah. They're out there, out there getting jewel pods and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I read a study the other day. Uh, we completely glazed over Spider-Man. <laughs> we'll get to it, I promise. But jewel pods. This is the hot topic the kids want to hear oh. about. This is, they want to hear our take on this. This is day. true. Yeah. They're not going to like it. No, <laughs> they are not. Yo, I know people that talk about vaping as if it's like some sort of health food. Yeah. But like, yeah, I vape. It's great for you. It's like, <laughs> like, like they're becoming more athletic by vaping. I read a story the other day. It, was, it wasn't from the New York Times, so it was factual. It was an actual yeah, right? research study. <laughs> it had an abstract and everything. It was shocking. Uh, that talked about how bad vaping is for kids because of the nicotine content. Yep. Because the nicotine content is like 25% more than a cigarette. So not only are these people getting hooked on nicotine, the actual, like, the physical addiction and the molecular structure of their brain is changing because there is so much nicotine. Yep. 
which is why you have so many people nowadays that they'll start jewels, but they're so addicted that they don't even realize they're addicted. Like a normal smoke, they'll stop maybe for a while and whatnot. They'll get symptoms. Yeah. But to the extent of having basically so much of a substance that is addictive inside you, there there is a point, there's a breaking point where you don't even realize that you're needing it. It's almost like second nature, like a glass of water a day. Yeah. Yep. You almost do it just subconsciously. Yep, yeah, exactly. Fantastic. So kids, what we're really what we're really telling you is uh it's not good for you. Yeah, no. Even at its most basic principle, inhaling hot vapor into your lungs. Yes. Has never been considered a good idea. Yeah, no. Carcinogens of any kind, it does not matter where they come from, are always bad. Yeah. It they're it's just like it's like smoking pot. Now I've never smoked pot in my I've never done any drugs in my life, actually. I've Neither have I. Yeah, it's sh- pretty clean. I know, right? A podcast <laughs> in a gentleman's chat were token up all the time, right? No, yeah. it's, it's never happened. But I have never met a single pothead that was like yeah, man, I'm not addicted to this. I could stop tomorrow. But they, yep. but they, every single day of their life, they like don't. second nature, like, no, dude, I could stop tomorrow. Every vaping yep. person I've met is like, no, man, I just do it to like pass the time. Exactly. Or like, it's like, a, like it's a peer pressure thing. Yeah. Have you tried reading? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it's your peer pressure. Dude, it, exactly. It's like people that go out and drink and like, ah, oh, you know, I got peer pressured into having 16 beers. It's like, dude, get That's us. not how that works. Exactly. Some, sometimes it's so good. It tastes like mountain spring water. It's like, just Oof. drink spring water then. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, it's not that hard. Yeah. I've, I've never had that kind of problem. I've never had an addiction problem because a I lot have. of times it, a lot of times it stems from your mental state and how you view something. Yes. Not whether or not you can or want to stop. Yeah. Dude, I definitely have been addicted to something. No, I've never told this to anybody before. This is live on a gentleman's chat. Those wintergreen lifesaver mints, <laughs> I can't get enough of them. Every time I get a bag in my room, it's just like, God, it's right there. I just... Oh, and you keep doing I it? just keep going back to them until the bag's gone. And then the next day, I'm like, ah, I reach over for one and there's nothing to be had. And... It's like a withdrawal. It really is. It's the closest I've come to being addicted. That's probably a good sign, though. <laughs> yeah. Because when it comes to addiction, everybody, everybody to a certain extent is addicted to something. Yes. The trick is choosing something to be addicted to that's not a hindrance to your overall either personality, well-being, or, or lifestyle. I, I joke this to my doctor. Like, you know, any addiction, just pick up smoke or something? I'm like, no, but those wintergreen mints, I can't put them down. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, not the worst thing to have. I think yeah, you'll exactly. make it. I was like, thanks, doc. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, I got an okay from my doctor. These many wintergreen mints as I can muster. Yeah. So every all of you jewel smokers and potheads yes. out there... Just switch to mints. Just switch to mints. Your breath will always smell nice. Exactly. First of all, because I can't stand cigarette breath. Oh. It's bad. Or pot breath. I just don't know how kids think they get away with it. Like, because... Not even from a teacher's perspective, although I could take it there. Now, if you have to look at someone else and go, Hey, are my eyes red? Do my eyes look red? Yeah, right. You're talking to the guy that he just, he's high as shit. <laughs> he's the first guy to start your little, your little, your little secret rendezvous out yep. across the street of the school. And you're like, dude, are my eyes red? This guy's eyes are red. He can't tell. He can't see anything. This guy's baked out of his mind. It's like, no, man, I think you're good. I think you're good. They'll never know. They can't smell. They don't have yeah, a sight no. of, they don't have no ability to smell anything. 
Yeah, they're, they're, they're high. They don't have the cognitive ability to give you a proper... No, no. People that are high wait at stop signs and wait for them to turn green. Yeah. Like, they have no thinking abilities. Exactly. Well, you stupid potheads. Which... <laughs> unfortunately, people don't have to hide it anymore. It's becoming so common, so more and more viable that even in states like here, Wisconsin, where it is illegal, people do it openly and out in the open and nothing is done about it. It's completely okay. I heard the most absurd argument of my life the other day. Some guy I was talking, I'm not going to out him. He's some random guy I was talking to is, is a pothead openly smokes a lot of dope in our state, which is an illegal state. Exactly. And I was like, Dude, you know it's illegal, right? He's like, no, man, but it's, like, good for you. The THC oils. And plus, <laughs> dude, like, even if you get caught, like, an ounce, you know what, like, an ounce is, right, man? Like, you get, like, this little ounce bag. And I was like, first of all, I no, I don't. I don't walk down the street <laughs> to look for a guy who I'm assuming is in a trench coat. No, I have no idea what this is about. He's like, yeah, man. It's like a slap. It's like, it's like a slap on the wrist, man. And I knew he was a pothead right then because he did the motion too. Like he got real in my face and started doing the motion. Like he's yeah. slapping me on the wrist. It's like, okay, dude, like you need a, you know, you need a back off. Like I need personal space. I need personal space mm-hmm. here. Like I was getting a little afraid of this pothead because <laughs> he was so into this story about how that it's a slap on the wrist. Yep. And listen, you can try your damnedest <laughs> to tell me that it is a health food. You will never convince me yeah. that pot is a health food. You'll never, no. ever, ever convince me that if I sat here right now and smoked some, I don't even know how you smoke pot, but if I, if I, if I found out a way to consume marijuana, <laughs> it would not help me. Yeah. It wouldn't make me healthier, long no. term especially. A, a lot of times where you get that fallacy is people will say, but doctors prescribe it. Like if they prescribe it, it must be good for you. Yeah. To which is just not true. Firstly, doctors do not prescribe street marijuana. That's that's just not a thing. It's not like they give you, a, okay, here's your bush, and they just dump some <laughs> leaves in your hand. No, it, it's completely different. And not only is it different, but it's given for specific reasons. It is given to cure specific things. Yes. You're not going to... I'm not going to give someone Vicodin that comes to me, and they'll be like... Uh, Oh, I'm. I have a sore throat. Well, here's a whole bunch of Vicodin. That's not how it works. <laughs> Vicodin's not a health food. It's not gonna. It's actually very not good for your health. Yes. But it helps some people. Same with weed. It can help some people, but it's not good for your health. Yeah. We're not gonna teach kids that. You know, like the the buy food plate, like the yeah. buy, like the grains, the dairy, the protein, the pot. Yeah. We're not. We're not gonna add that anytime <laughs> soon. Is what you're telling me? That that is right. It it's never gonna be a daily dosage. Well, th- this is how much pot you need Glass a day to of stay wine healthy. a day, or like you know, a uh, uh, yeah, a, a consumption of weed a day will take the doctor away. Or yeah, whatever. no, that's that's not how that works. But just, uh, having yeah. said that, it's not good for you. I don't recommend doing it. It's not actually helpful. It's it can be quite harmful. But I'm quite libertarian on the matter because it's not a narcotic and it doesn't actually make people dangerous or anything. Yeah. I'm libertarian on this issue. If you want to smoke pot, by all means, go for it. But if I have to see it, smell it, or hear you talk about it, I will be, I will oppose you on that because I don't want anything to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's not like I'm staunchly against it. I'm just staunchly against the people. It, exactly. The, yes. Like prostitutes. Not not illegal acts of prostitution, but a lot of sex in general. Say you just have a pretty promiscuous guy or gal. Yeah. And they go out and bang everywhere. I don't particularly care. Yeah. It's not a lifestyle I would like condemn yep. or, or condone. I don't care either way. It's not something I would choose. I think it's a bad idea. It's not a good way to build a healthy lifestyle. But if I don't have to see it, hear it, taste it, smell it, or like, hear you talk about it, it yeah. I don't care. It's not hurting anybody. It's yes. not necessarily helping anybody, but that's okay. What you do in the comfort of your own bedroom exactly. stays there. Minus this point right here where you and I are having a live chat exactly. in what is basically a bedroom. Yeah. It's a, it's a room. It's a, it's a part of your house. This is true. Yes. We're having an open conversation about it. Li- I just don't understand how people, this is a really fast transition that just came into my mind, <laughs> but it just, it irks me so much. It gets me wound up. People will go, man, pot shouldn't be illegal. And they'll list off a bunch of reasons and you could argue them to death with these people. It won't matter. But. What they always fail to miss is that it is just illegal. Yeah. Like nobody, like you could pull out every stat of how many people it's helped despite the fact, you know, you could argue research all day long. One fact you can't argue is that it is still just illegal. Yeah. And the only reason people can debate it now is because there's been such a societal change where people will think it's okay. Yeah. That so many people are okay with it that it just becomes legal. If you take take it to extreme, say in like 50 years, everybody in America decides that murder is completely okay. Murder's fine. They'll give you a whole bunch of lists of reasons why murder should be legal. And it's no big deal if you kill somebody. Does that mean that you shouldn't be able to prosecute people for murder? It's the same principle. If you are breaking yeah. the law, it doesn't matter which law it is. It yeah. is a law that you have to obey because you're reaping the benefits that obeying the law gives. Yes. It's a contract. Yeah, exactly. You're Being saying, a citizen hey, is a contract. Yes, I will follow these rules and in return I will get these things. Yeah. If you don't follow the rules... You don't get the you things. You don't get the things. If you don't... You, I don't know how people miss that. Yeah. It's like, it's so healthy for you. It's fantastic. <laughs> I just... I love when people are like doing it in public. Oh. And a cop comes by. He's like, hey... Jail. What? I can't go to jail. I got kids. It's like, you should have thought about that before you decided to do right? an illegal substance. I hate in- when people hide behind family like that. Oh, well, yeah. You're going to yeah. break the law, and then you're going to say, you can't take me away, or it's okay because I have a family I need to pro- provide for? That is not a societal problem. That shows so much just disrespect and hate towards your own family that you're willing to put them in harm's way. Because you're doing something illegal that you could be taken away. That's just unforgivable. Yeah. That's the people you love most. And you are... Maybe it doesn't seem like you're actively hurting them. But if you ever partake in something illegal, you are actively hurting them. Because if you're ever caught, you're just gone. Yeah. And they don't have a say in that. That's not okay. And live update to those of you watching that think you're not going to get caught. Everybody says that before they get caught. Exactly. It's shocking. Al Capone never said he was going to get caught. Never once did yeah. he wake up and go, oh, they're going to get me. <laughs> Hitler never once went, oh, you know what? Yeah, exactly. Dang it. <laughs> no, they all think they're they're better than that. And then it turns out that actually maybe it's not quite so You're true. always smarter than everyone and you're always ahead of the curve until yes. you're not. Until you're not. That's exactly how it goes. Wow. 
fantastic and enlightening stuff. And with that, boys and girls, the second episode of A Gentleman's Chat. We thank you so much for watching, and we will see you next week.